Welcome to The Weekly, a podcast brought to you by Calvary Bible Church. I'm your host, Jay Ewing. I reside on the Erie campus most often. In the booth today, we have the good friend Thomas Milburn, affectionately known to our neighbors as Tom, but to us, Thomas. <laughs> so good. Thanks, had, Jay. Yeah, you've had a great month. You've had a great month already. This has been a busy month. It has been a real, very busy month for yeah. you. Yeah. Nothing no, Nothing feels better than going into the holiday season already tired and worn <laughs> down. <laughs> hey, it is holiday season soon, so you want to go to CalvaryBible.com, check what's happening in your campus. we got so many great events happening this Christmas season. I Yes, that is Christmas music playing in the background somewhere in Jay's heart because he started listening November 1st. To the Christmas jams. Mm. I love Christmas music. And last night, as you're going to find out in the midweek update, I did purchase some new Christmas lights. I got a new idea for some outside decoration, Thomas. Really? Yeah, man. What are you going to do? Well, I'm going old school bulb lights you with my, tr- my Christmas trees. Are you going to staple them on the roof? <laughs> <laughs> You know, last year, I st- the last two years, I've stapled the star on my roof. Did but you this know year, that our friend, know. our beloved friend, no last names? Yeah. So we'll just use his first name, Gary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, most people probably have like at least six Garys in their life. Yeah, so totally. They don't know who this is. Yes. That brother man staples every single light bulb. Every year. On his house every year. It, does he measure from like the bottom to, to the he might, staples. but man, it is like beautiful. It is beautiful. I've like every light is pointed the right direction. <laughs> no <It's> doubt. <laughs> you know, the problem with that is you always should staple when they're not plugged in. But inevitably, every year I go through the wire somewhere. Oh. I'm like, oh, is that a fire hazard? Or I'm just going to keep going. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I just, I just am in awe of him. Yeah, it's amazing. His house not is immaculate. I'm not worthy at Christmas time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love Christmas, though. Yeah. You Thanks, like Christmas? Th- Thanksgiving must come first. I know. And that's your favorite holiday. I like Thanksgiving. J- yeah. July 4th and Thanksgiving, right? <laughs> July 4th. Yeah. <laughs> Are you two favorite uh, holidays? I don't do anything on July 4th. No, you, you don't? No. What do you do on July 4th? Eat great food, hang out with some of my favorite people, and watch some fireworks. I guess that's true. I guess love July 4th is the Thanksgiving of the summer. Yeah, it is. It's the Thanksgiving where you can be in the pool. Mm, I never thought of it that way. It may actually go up on my list. Uh, yeah. What's your favorite holiday? It has to be Easter. Whoa. <laughs> okay, I walked into that one. <laughs> I walked in, I've heard this conversation. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All, All right. right. I just got Jesus juked. People <laughs> officially document this in the... <laughs> The weekly. I remember when's Easter. What's yours, Jay? <laughs> uh, Easter, Thomas. I love the resurrection. Yeah, and then your birthday, probably yeah. number two. Birthday month. Are you a yeah. birthday month kind of guy? No, I'm not. Man. It's my birthday month. Oh, come on. Yeah. No, but... um, Did you know it was my birthday year? <laughs> <laughs> this is the year I, you turn 40, though. I told my children it's my birthday year. This is the year you turn 40, right? Yeah. You're this next year. Yeah. So good, man. It's great. I can't wait to be wise. <laughs> Do you, does that like get handed out? Totally at on 40 your birthday when you cross that threshold. Oh, yeah, man. man, it's gonna be good. You should get a Twitter account so you can show how wise you are. I should get all the social accounts, all the 
That's what you that. need in your life. Just all the socials. What What if you did that for my fortieth? You signed me up for. <laughs> That's amazing. All the That's social, amazing. All the social media. Here, here's your friendly reminder: documented in time and space yeah. and history, Thomas. Yeah, you should probably be looking for your preaching shirt right now. True. Next year. Because yeah. you ran into a problem last year. I did. And you hate your preaching shirt this year. It's been hard. It, it, it doesn't feel like a comfort blanket anymore. No. there's. I was looking through some photos <laughs> of the years, and there was one year I really liked your preaching shirt. One that's year. Good. One year. <laughs> it was that one that's the blue, light blue, and faded down into the... Oh, yeah. The, people call that the Star Trek one. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. That's great. People have names. <laughs> the Star Trek year. Like You look like a Trekkie. Yeah, that's uh, funny. I think what I would my ultimately one. like to do yeah. is buy a gray shirt mm-hmm. and wear it until I'm wearing it in a coffin. Yeah. The problem is that you're married. <laughs> <laughs> and your wife's not going to let you do that. Yeah. Because she's actually wise. <laughs> she is wise. <laughs> I so, know. You, these affinities you have sometimes are hilarious. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah. I guess, yeah. A preaching shirt. So it's essential. How about this? So if you actually listen to the weekly mm-hmm. and you watch the show all the time and you've seen the preaching shirt, uh, do you have a recommendation? I would love to actually know what, what people think because I seriously would just love to do a gray shirt. And what I would like to know is if I just did a gray shirt and satisfied my own personal heart's desires, is that fine? Yeah. Here's the thing you need to do. You need to start wearing a collar. <laughs> That's what a black shirt is, but yeah. What if, if what if Calvary Bible all the pastors start wearing a, like a dog collar, priestly priestly outfits? For those who don't know what that means, yeah, maybe we just all start wearing collars. Well, seriously, I don't do it to try to set myself apart. Right, I think that's what the priestly outfit is. Oh, that's interesting. Is you're set apart? I think it's just a, what someone's made the wardrobe decision <laughs> for you <laughs> for the rest of your life. Yeah, which is great. Like yeah. I'm I'm down for wearing some you know BDUs, but yep. I think just. Not having to think about what to wear. Mm, that's your that's your issue. Yeah. Oh man, that's super interesting. I just I don't know. It just it's seems like part of the the shirt that people want to see you in. Some of the rules around it is you don't like wearing stuff that has a logo on it on Sunday. Yeah, there's not really a logo on the shirt. That's yeah. true. Yeah, you're usually anti logo on the yeah. shirt. The only roll, the only thing is like the Rolex logo on my watch <laughs> for those who don't know thomas does not have a rolex that he wears on sunday <laughs> he, he wears on sunday. <laughs> this is good okay we gotta okay. jump into it so, okay, let's see it's been a few weeks since we've podcasted together so we got a lot of fresh material we have a lot of fresh material so when you're thinking about what you wear Oh, yeah, this is Let's a really about, good segue. This man. is a segue, right? This is so good. On Sunday, we were talking about what you possess. What you possess. My goodness, yes. And Okay, so here's here's the section. It's Luke 12. I'm not going to read it to you. There's a guy who's listening to Jesus' teaching about a variety of things and feels like this is the opportune time to ask Jesus. Well, this probably would have happened quite often with Jesus because he holds a position in society at this point called a rabbi. Yeah, teacher. A teacher. People view him as... A trusted source yeah. of instruction and authority. So if you, back in the day, had an issue or dispute, you wouldn't lawyer up. You would go to the religious teachers to settle your disputes. Sort of a way in which your community regulated itself in keeping Rome outside of the influence of decisions. And 
Instead, we go to Google now. <laughs> hey, Google. Google. Uh, what should I do when my brother has too much of my dad's inheritance? Yeah, which, I mean, you think about family discord mm. around the passing of parents mm-hmm. and then the distribution of an estate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that can get that can get testy. That's a great... We see this when we, we bury a few people every year. And we see sort of that those outcomes, right? And just in our day-to-day oh my gosh, life. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the thing. Have those things in place before you ever die. That is true. Yeah. And I would have say them talked about within your family before you die. Logistically, the easiest memorials mm-hmm. are the ones that have made a lot of those decisions preemptively. Yes. That's a very practical teaching on the weekly. Yes. Yeah. Have your affairs in order. Have the family know exactly your wishes and what will take place. Yeah. Clearly. And and have Jay Ewing, that's E-W-I-N-G, <laughs> as one of the primary beneficiaries. <laughs> Please. So he, they asked, you know, so this guy asks Rabbi Jesus, mm-hmm. to your point, a trusted authority. A trusted authority. Makes sense. To help distribute, mm-hmm. to help him get uh, part of his family's inheritance. Yeah. And yeah. Jesus says, I... I'm not interested in that role. Yeah. And then proceeds to tell a parable, which is kind of his MO. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to answer this question directly. I'm either going to ask a question or I'm going to tell you a parable and you kind of discover the principle. Well, he's 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 not answering the question in telling the parable in a really great opportunity with thousands listening to him. Yeah, the crowds are big. The crowds are big. So this is a way in which Jesus sort of solidifies what he is and what he's doing and why you probably aren't following for the right reason. Yeah, which I always appreciate is when the crowds get big, Jesus gets clearer. Yes, very clear. And usually there's a hard teaching mm-hmm. or something that immediately makes us think, ooh, do I want to Do I want to keep following? Because that's going to be more costly than I thought. Yep, that's what and he so does. And so this one, around a parable of a rich farmer. And, and, the, and the parable is interesting because farmers are hardworking, hard-working farmer. Yeah. Uh, that's like the quintessential American pride, a hardworking individual. Yeah. And based on his hard work and God's grace, he's financially blessed. Yep. There's, there's no thievery. There's no corruption. There's no abuse of his labor. He doesn't come into this with any question other than he worked hard and God blessed his work. Yeah. He got up at 4 a.m. for his life to yeah. do this. Yeah. Totally. And so his hard work returned a, a huge crop. It does. And he had big barns, and then he said, what am I going to do? And he built bigger barns. Yep, he did. And Jesus said, that is actually the heart of greed, mm-hmm. to continue to build larger and larger barns and possess more and more for your own heart's satisfaction. Yeah, it's there was, I thought when you said, look how many I statements are in this conversation, I thought, wow, that's a really good insight to this parable, is the the farmer was just thinking about number uno. Yeah. Which I, th- I think that, I mean, one that is the indictment of the parable is, hey, who are you thinking of when you have these resources? Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of the conversation that I had afterwards was, well, how much can I store? <laughs> like in a real right, way. Because, right. you know, it was like, you know, Jesus says, your life, it, its value does not consist of the accumulation of your possessions. Yeah. And I just simply asked the question, do we believe this? Mm-hmm. Because I'm looking at the things in my garage. <laughs> right. The amount of stuff I have in my basement and in closets and 
you know, here in Erie, there's storage units everywhere. Mm-hmm. They're all full. It's like, the number no third. Bi- it's the third biggest business in Erie. Is that right? Dennis liquor stores and storage units. <laughs> it's the number. Like, think about it. This is the, all the buildings in this town. That's yeah. That's square footage wise. Got to store stuff. Yeah. I, here's the thing. So, how much can you have? Mm-hmm. Is the question. No, that's that, that's that they're that's asking. Totally American question yeah I, I think it's the wrong yeah i shouldn't say it's the right question saying it, that is the question that was asked yeah and here's the thing with jesus and parables and when we read the gospels sometimes he gives us prescriptions on how to live how to live best right sometimes he just describes gives us descriptions of what it looks like to be someone who loves god and loves Jesus. Does that make sense? And here we could take this and we're like, this is the prescription. So how much do I need to give away? How much can I keep? Mm-hmm. And where's the line, right? Yeah, usually we want to know where the line is. Yeah. So we can dangle over it. Totally. And Jesus is giving a description of what it is to actually trust God with things. This is the person that trusts yeah. God. This is the person that doesn't trust God. Does that make sense? Yeah. As I think one of the, back in the 80s and 90s, there was a big push for, I should say this in, in missionaries. So like missionaries raising support. And there's a, there was a big push from some of the organizations not to really save for retirement. Wow. Not to put money into yep. savings, not put money away. Because Jesus is probably going to come back before, right. you know, they're going to die or need that. Um, and so a lot of missionaries, a lot of ministers didn't put money aside. Mm-hmm. And now... They're older in their senior years, and they don't have some resources. And so many of the churches and organizations like Calvary and others help support some of our senior missionaries that served faithfully for so many years. Right. And you look at that, was that the wise thing to do? And how does this parable inform that teaching of living with nothing? Because, you know, here's the Son of Man. He has no place to raise it, to put his head. He has no place that he returns to. He doesn't really own anything. Right. But at the same time, there's so much wisdom in the scriptures, like we highlighted on Sunday, of planning, preparing, storing, but not letting it capture your heart. So what wisdom would you give, Jay, to financial planning, financial investment, without hoarding, and being rich towards the Lord still? I would say, read the Proverbs and find wise people who are godly people with their money and see what they do and hear what they do. Here's the other thing. That's not the point of this passage. (laughs) All right, give it to me. What's on your mind? Yeah. Jesus tells us what it it is to look like a a person that's carefree. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the description we all want to listen. We want to be, we want to live the Christian life with as much grace and freedom as possible right that's our desire to be free to live free to live in a way that life goes well for us does well, that make sense I think that's everybody's desire yeah but i think jesus is the only one who actually knows how to fulfill it yes so he gives a description of what these people look like and he says look at the lilies and look at the ravens i, I love when when the scriptures like the proverbs we're looking at yeah and this passage on sunday is like if you want to know wisdom Look at the ant, <laughs> yeah. look at the birds, right. and look at the flowers. No doubt. And here's the thing. The flowers, you said it on Sunday, the flowers will fade. They die. 
We're looking at their, the hard freeze has got them. They're dead for the season, right? The Ravens, they will die. They have a very finite life. So he's not saying this is what the end result will look like. He's saying just look at sort of how they live and what they do when they live. Does that make sense? Yeah. So what if I'm hearing you right, you're saying the contrast is this man, mm-hmm. like all of us, wants to live carefree. Yep. His way of accomplishing that is to build bigger storehouses. Yeah, and I love how he says, Jesus says, we're laid up for many years so I can relax, eat, and drink, and be merry. And then he dies <laughs> the next day. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. Yeah. The contrast is that to ravens who don't worry about tomorrow. The food is for the day, right? Mm-hmm. And for the lilies because they're, they're clothed in a special way and they're beautiful in some ways. All right, so here's my question to you. If if my goal is to build bigger storehouses, like the whole like he's hit the American dream, Pass, oh, passive Jackpot. income, totally right. Yep, passive income in the in the first century, which it was really hard to do. Yeah, he's done it, so that he doesn't have to worry about work. He's not tied to a a business, a manager, an employer, and his desire is to then retire into that for his own pleasure Mm -hmm. is it okay if i build big huge barns and storehouses that i might have passive income to give myself to the lord's work yes yes your your affirmation is yes yeah totally because it's a it's not you have to know where it comes from you just have to know where it's come from that's what jesus is saying he's like do you know isn't it all god's isn't it Yeah, isn't he the one who blesses and takes away? Isn't he the one who destines that you had a great career? You went to the right school. You had the great investors wander through at a certain time in your life, and you were wide steward of that. And God used that for. Mm -hmm. Do you know who who did that? Was that you or was that God? You know what I mean? Yeah, this is why I love the parable so much. Before us in middle-class America that we are. Mm -hmm. And this isn't for everybody in America. This is not like this is for all Christians everywhere. This is for us, right? And I think a lot of us have have gained a a reasonable standard of living through hard work. Mm -hmm. And it's not through corruption. Um, It's not through oppression. Mm -hmm. It's through work and study and then God's blessing. Like, Mm -hmm. Like you're saying, the Lord gave you the mind for it. Like There are some really incredible engineers that come to Calvary. Um, doctors that come to Calvary, that the Lord gave them a mind for that. Right. That's just a beautiful gift. Yeah. Great financial individuals who know how to invest their money and yeah. how to get a return that's honoring to the Lord. And a lot of a lot of us started, you know, a few steps ahead of other people. Yeah. You know, they received gifts to be able to start um, at a different starting point. And do we just recognize that? Right. So I think we find ourselves in the parable of, hey, there's no corruption for your gain, but do you recognize that the Lord's the one that blessed you in all of these things with your resources? And And then how do you use them reflects that. Yeah. And how do you think about tomorrow with them? Uses that as well, right? All right. So what barometer would you give people for them to know or just ask 
and evaluate their own circumstance. Are their savings in their full garages, bigger barns and storehouses for their own ease and delight and pleasure or for the Lord? How do they pray at night before they go to bed? Mm. Tell me more. Do you pray prayers of gratitude for the things that you have been given? Or do you pray prayers of anxiousness because you don't know how you're going to keep them? Oh, that's good. So do you wake up in the morning and turn on the faucet and say, thank you, Lord, that I have clean water today? You know? Yeah. That's, it's, 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 about, it's about gratefulness. You know, every everything we're given is from God. And let's just be grateful for it, first and foremost. Not even be stewards. Let's just be thankful. Like, I am glad that I have some skis ready to go this month because the Lord has seen it fit for me to be able to ski this year. I'm like, I have a body that can do that. I have the resources. I can go. I mean, it's, uh, it's amazing. I'm so grateful that I get to look forward to the ski season, right? Because the God's, yeah. God's done it. And then it's from him. It's only because of him. And I'm not ashamed of that. Like, I, okay, I'm a pastor who goes skis on yeah. Friday. It's awesome. It's one of the best things I do every year. Something I look forward to. And I'm grateful that the Lord has made a way for me to be able to do that. Have there been years I haven't been able to ski? We didn't have the resources. Yes. And I'm grateful in those seasons as well because I had a roof over my head. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's all about your heart's attitude towards what you have. And you can tell by it in your own private prayers. Every morning you wake up just thankful. You know, every evening are you thankful for what the Lord has given you that day. That's good. Yeah. That's all my right. first barometer. All right, I like it because... It's, it's a good spiritual, it's a barometer in your spiritual life of an indication that's tied to your material world. Yeah, totally. I'll give you one that's, that's more materialistic and, you know, as we, as we close up is how, how did you accumulate your things? Mm-hmm. And if our storehouses, so to speak, are filled and we are in debt because of them, mm-hmm. we are not in a good spot. Yeah. And so, I've, yeah, I've, yeah, I would say America has a real big slave problem. You're a slave to Visa and MasterCard. Right. Like if you have skis and you're skiing and you have the toys and you're trying to pay off a 20% interest rate credit card. Gosh. Yeah. So guys like that, those, those are, that's not the way. Yeah. That's not the way. And there's a better way. And it's crippling you from being generous and rich towards God, which mm-hmm. that's the whole point of this parable is how are we rich towards the Lord with the things that he's been rich towards us yeah. with, you know? So cool. I think that's just asking myself, okay, am, am I indebted, enslaved to debt? Is my anxiety and worry that I can, can't pay the bills mm-hmm. that aren't, you know, the necessary bills of food, electricity, yeah. clothing, housing, shelter, but all the toys that I've purchased. Yeah. You know, and, and it doesn't, it doesn't actually, it's not rooted in actually how much you make. Cause I know some of the richest people who are the most great shiz. Mm-hmm. Christ-filled, grateful people that aren't in debt. And I know some of the poorest people who are the most ungrateful in oh, their things. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So it's, it's a matter of the heart. And this is what, the it's not a prescription. It's a description of what it looks like to live a life that you know where your resources come from. That's what it is. 
This is the point of the yeah. passage. I think one of the practices, we, we talked about three things from this text that were practices to grow in generosity. One was share, so don't hoard, mm. but share God's resources. One was sell, that Jesus points out. Like, okay, if you have all these possessions, why don't you sell a few of them and be rich towards God? Like, there's Zacchaeus is a great example yeah. we'll bump into in a few weeks. Um, and then seek, like, how am I actually seeking? And the way that Jesus points it out at the very end there is, what you financially invest in will actually lead your heart. Yeah, you talked a lot about our wallets are tied to our hearts. Yeah. Intrinsically. So where do you want your heart? And then start making financial investments there. Mm-hmm. Like if your heart is not tied towards the things of God, missions, um, discipleship, evangelism, uh, caring for men, women, healthy marriages, start putting money there yeah. in organizations. Your church would be one of them that is interested in those things and your heart follows your heart, heart will, follow. will follow it will follow it will follow yeah so i in college i did not care a lot about orphans but then i started sponsoring orphan that's right and getting his letters and then i care about orphans and i would say that even in my own family like one of the ways we help our kids have a global context of god is through child sponsorship mm-hmm. so they know a kid in a certain area of the world but the, the kind of the, the double edged sword of that which is good is then they start caring about what's happening in that person's country. Mm-hmm. So then they're getting a political view of the world and what's happening right. in the world that their, their kids live in. So yeah, let your heart follow your money. Yeah, totally. And I think you make the point, like where do you invest it in? First foremost, I think it's the local church. Second, what are the organizations and the ministries that capture your attention that you're passionate about or interested about like church planning or unreached people groups or Bible translation, put your money there. You know what I mean? If it's medical missions, if it's helping the vulnerable, yeah, there's just so many great places to have your heart wander into after you get money to. I love it. I love it too, man. All right, next time we'll pick up if it's okay to be on MGM bets. (laughs) (laughs) Gotcha. Hey, Calvary, we're just so grateful that you're listening. So grateful. If you have questions, comments, observations, rebuttals, you can always write us at the weekly at calvarybible.com. We'd love to hear from you. Also, go to calvarybible.com to find out what's happening in your neck of the woods here at Calvary. We're so grateful because, as you say often, Thomas, we're around some of the most generous people we've ever known. It's inspiring. It is inspiring. So when you're sitting in church Sunday, when you're talking to some individual, just be thankful and grateful there's so many people around you who are so grateful to the Lord and follow them. All right, we're out. Calvary, we love you. See you soon.